What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, back with another interview, and we have arguably the best offensive lineman in the SWAC, first-team SWAC All-American last year, going to be anchoring the Texas Southern offensive line next season, Drake Center's former three-star recruit. Drake, man, appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. For sure, man. So let's get into your high school recruiting process a bit, man. You were a three-star recruit, all-district, all-region player over there in Texas. For you, what was your recruiting process like, and which teams were recruiting you the hardest? Uh, the recruiting process, was it was pretty smooth at first. Uh, I had a whole bunch of mid-majors, SMU, Southern Miss, uh, ULM, Memphis, uh, schools like that, Texas State. But then it kind of kind of got hectic later down in the line where I started trusting some coaches I shouldn't have trusted, making decisions based off based off of their word and then leaving me stuck or not necessarily stuck, just having to go a different path than I originally planned. Yeah, man, and that's a big thing in the recruiting process. And I'm sure a lot of players watching this know it. Man, coaches will tell you anything to get you on campus, to get you to sign that piece of paper, man. So, listen, it paid off in the long run. But before we get to your commitment, Texas high school football, man, listen, we've had a lot of players from Texas on this show, and they have been vocal that there's no state that does it like Texas at the high school level for you. Nobody does it like Texas. I'm going to tell you that right now. Nobody. I love it. But so let's go into it a little bit. How much do you feel like playing high-level Texas football in high school – prepare you to come into college and be an immediate contributor? Uh, well, because people assume just because I played 4A football that there weren't many guys that were that were those guys on their teams. But I played five stars. I played four stars. I played a defense that had a five-star, two four-stars. It's, it's, just, it's just what everybody else thinks of you. But I think it prepared me, prepared me well because going against the best, of course, Going against the best, you're eventually going to be the best, especially doing it at a high level. So, hey, man, I like listen, and I'll say this you know, being someone who pays attention to recruiting, 4A Texas high school football would beat 7A, 8A in some states, really and truly, man. It's different. It, yeah, it's, it's different over there. But you mentioned you had a lot of mid majors, you had a lot of people after you in high school. What was it about Texas Southern that drew you in, and what led you to commit to Texas Southern? Uh, they they gave me an opportunity when I was at the end of my road to where I felt like I had little to no opportunities left. So for them, they once they offered me, they started recruiting me heavy. They started trying to get me on campus immediately. They tried to – they were making visits, home visits. They were coming to Tatum. They were doing everything. So it, it was kind of like it's either I go this route or I take a completely different route and go like either JUCO or something of that nature. And I was like, man, these coaches are all in. So why not give them a chance? Hey, and it paid off in a huge way, man. And that's where that brings us to our next question. Last year, you were named a first team SWAC all American man as, as on the offensive line. How much did that mean to you? And what were just your takeaways of your season overall last year? It meant a lot because, you know, we already play a position that doesn't get very much recognition. So for, for me to be recognized as the best or one of the best at my position in the conference, it actually meant a lot because, you know, I've been starting here for, it feels like, forever. So for me to finally get some recognition is pretty nice. 
<laughs> Listen, as a former O-lineman, I get it. Everyone looks at the rushing yards. Everyone looks at the QB yardage. No one gives offensive line any respect, man. So I, def- I definitely agree with you on that one. But coming into this season, a lot of people, including myself, are really high on Texas Southern. Coming into the season, a lot of people are looking at you guys as dark horses in the West to, to potentially even win that division, go to the SWAC championship for you. What are your personal goals and the team goals going into the 2022 season? My, one of my main goals is not just to be like HBCU All-American, but to be an actual FCS All-American. And then, of course, help lead the number one offense in the SWAC and potentially the number one team in the SWAC. But it all starts with, with us up front. Uh, we just have to get everything solidified. We have a whole bunch of new pieces coming in uh, who are trying to compete for a starting spot. So the offensive line could look different. So it's just keeping my guys head on straight as we as we launch forward and prepare for what's to come. And, I mean, you guys, like you said, are it all starts with you guys. You guys got All-American running backs. You've got Andrew Body, who a lot of people are talking about being a preseason SWAC All-American. You guys have a lot of talent, but like you said, it starts with you guys. And looking at spring practice, and you mentioned all the new names, and you guys brought in a lot of transfers, a lot of guys from the from high school. For you, what were your takeaways? You know, we'll talk about offensive line first, but then team-wise, what were your takeaways from each of these units throughout spring practice? I'll tell you what, where we got we have a lot of depth coming in because we our room was very small for a while. It was just the starters and maybe two or three backups. But now, yeah, so now we have the room to make those those three lines to get everybody the breaks that they need for for us not to be able to kill each other at practice. So I think we got deeper, which makes we got, which means we got better because we were already good, but we weren't very deep. And just for people who are listening they don't understand that, to only have eight to nine offensive linemen is crazy. I mean, Michigan State was starting nine people uh, at offensive line last year. And, I mean, you want to have at least 14 to, like, 18 usually on a roster, man. And that's, I mean, props to you guys for getting through the season like that. But we know the senior answer, man. You mentioned you're – you're the guy when it comes to leading in terms of experience because you guys had, I believe, 56 freshmen last year. Something I mean, like that, it, yeah. it's insane. I think someone told me you guys only have like five or six seniors on this team. Yeah, we only have coming like into this year, including yourself. And, and so you're the you're the guy when it comes to that. The senior answer is the first game. The PV game is going to be the most looked forward to. But for you, which game on the schedule do you have circled as that's going to be your statement game that you're looking forward to just a little bit more? Uh, it'd probably be probably be Southern again. Just because, you know, their D-line got better. So, you know, we, we want to prove that we're the best O-line in the swag. So what, what better way to do that than to dominate the best, D, the best D-line in the swag? Hey, I love it, man. Listen, Jason Dumas coming in there. Jordan Lewis coming back. They landed some guys at the JUCO level. I'm excited for that matchup. That's, and you guys got them last year. Not, nobody was thinking that you guys had a chance. And then – Pull off the big upset, man. So let's talk about that real quick before we get into the next one. How what was that game like for you, man? Because I mean, that that game really and truly put, I believe, Texas Southern on the map this season as a real contender. It was, it was a little different for me because my first time ever playing tackle was during the little COVID season, and I ended up playing tackle for two games, and I had a decent game, but it wasn't up to my standards. So it was kind of like a bounce back game for me for Southern because they were one of the games that we actually played. And I feel like I didn't play my best, and then I had to bounce back. And then so what it really was. 
I, you guys definitely did that. And one of the keys to Texas Southern becoming what you guys are is head coach Clarence McKinney, man. I don't think he gets enough credit in terms of SWAT coaches for you. What does he like behind the scenes, man? And what, what's making him so successful right now at Texas Southern? Man, it's just, he's just a real quiet guy. He, he has his moments where he comes to us, he'll joke with us. He'll be laughing with us, but then the next thing you know, it's right back to business. So it's really, it's really hard to, to judge and gauge Coach McKinney. He has his days. <laughs> I, I think quiet was was a lot of the stuff a lot of people who saw the press conferences this year were, were saying, too. He made a few words, but a guy who is going to go out there and put the best talent on the field, man, and he, I'm excited to see what he does this year. But looking at your game, you came in as a guard, playing really just and truly on the inside of the offensive line. You've now moved to tackle, and you have that versatility to move around. But outside of that, man, how has your game on the field evolved from freshman year to the guy I'm talking to right now as a senior leader of Texas Southern? I've become – agility has always been one of the main things in my game, but now I'm lighter, I'm strong, I'm stronger, I'm lighter. My body's in much better shape, so it's – my game's a lot faster now. It's not just slow place, uh, here to here, point A to point B. It's I can get out in space and move. I can win my one-on-ones on the edge. At first, it was I was nervous a little bit to be out there on tackle because, you know, this tackle is completely different from guard. But eventually, my athleticism took over, and then it's been, it's been up from there. Man, for sure. And I don't think people who haven't played O-line understand what – how much chemistry means to an offensive lineman. And unless you've been on an offensive line with five, with four other guys, you, you you really can't understand it. But for you, how important has chemistry been for the Texas Southern O-line development? And just throughout your career, man, kind of speak on how important chemistry really is for an offensive line unit to be successful. It's, it's the most important thing because you're five people trying to play as one unit. And uh, our room has been like a brotherhood ever since I got there from our from since I've been here, our three O line coaching changes, and one thing's always stayed the same. We've always been brothers, and then so I've been playing next to the same person for three years. Coach is trying to trying to throw a little something in there, and you know we're pushing a little bit, but of course I want to play next to the person I've been playing next to for three years. I know what he's going to do. He knows what I'm going to do, and we have like an unspoken communication, so we move a lot faster and a lot quicker. So depending on what he wants to do, you know I'm all good for it. You know. I'm, <laughs> I'm the senior, you know, I'll do whatever he needs me to do. But of course, I'd love to love to stay where I'm at. I love it, man. He, he said, listen, man, we got that bond. If you move me, he's got to come with me out there, yeah. <laughs> out yeah, there on the edge. Yeah, but... I want to come over there with me. So, <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. And speaking of that, man, you've played guard. You've played both tackle spots. You know, uh, you probably even played some center at times through somewhere in your career. But for you, what position do you feel like you're most comfortable playing on the offensive line. A right tackle, and this is not close. So right tackle. I love play, I love playing right tackle. But of course, you know, Drew's talked to me about playing left. You know, everybody's thrown in in the conversation. But if I had a choice, I'd most I'd love to play right and stay right. And I played I'm our emergency center, so so that would be another thing, but nah, I don't want to play center unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Listen, I'm staying at tackle. That, that, that that's that's where it's at. I, I like it, man. And for and for your game, looking at it from your perspective, which current NFL offensive lineman do you feel like you model your game after the most? Uh, of course, the the easy answer is Trent. 
I think I've said it before, the easy answer is Trent because, you know, he's the most dominant in the game right now. He's a mauler. I'm not necessarily just a mauler. I can get the job done, but I'm more of a finesse guy, athleticism. He's athletic and just a brawler. I think I'll play more more or less like Taylor Lewan. He has his days, but for the most part, he's one of the most athletic tackles out there, and you can see it in his game for sure. Man, you know, I I felt like Trent Williams was getting overlooked, in my opinion. And we've had a string of offensive linemen on here that have just given him his flowers. And I'm glad to see that he's getting the recognition because I think really and truly when it's all said and done, he's got to be in the best. top five all I time, think, man. I think he's the best. That's Ooh, just me. I like it. That might be, that might be the East Texas guy coming out of me. The, <laughs> not, the 9-0-3 coming out of me, but Trent's the best. It's, it's close, hey. but it's not as close as you think. I'll take it, man. Listen, I, I, for me, I had them in my top three, so I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that one. I, I like that. But looking at your game, and we know how it gets in the trenches, man, especially with the D linemen, man, always talking, or at least the ones I used to play against always were talking. For you, how big of how big of a part is trash talking of your game? Uh, I don't talk until somebody says something to me, but once you say, <laughs> once you say something to me, it's over with. I'm, I'm talking the rest of the game, and you're going to have to hear it, so – yeah, I don't really, I don't start it, but once once you start to say something to me, yeah, it's, it's raps. And so in the locker room, you got you got to tell me who's the biggest trash talker in the locker room right now for Texas Southern. The biggest trash talker is got to be either Achan, Jacory, Benjamin, Demonterio, and Marquis Johnson. Those are the biggest trash talkers that I'm around the most of the time. Yeah, those are definitely the biggest trash talkers. I like it, man. I like it. And for you, what is one-on-one on the edge, man, defensive end versus yourself, what is the number one mistake a defensive lineman can make against you? They just they just look at me and assume that, that I'm not – that I can get bull rushed and they can just do me any kind of way. But, no, it's definitely not the case. So – it's just assuming that that I'm light just because of my frame, but hey, I'm gonna let them make that let them make that mistake. <laughs> I love it. You said you could try it, but it, you're not getting you're not getting to Andrew. If you come come bull rushing, you're not getting to him at all. And to give a little bit of credit to the other side of the ball, man, who were some of the best defensive players you've ever had to face in the SWAC? Uh, in the SWAC or just my college career? Uh, you can you can do either one. The SWAC would probably be uh, – let me say NCAA, my whole career would probably be Ed Oliver for sure, playing Houston my freshman oh, year. Yeah. That was that was a whole different experience. <laughs> so, basically being a freshman starting, that, that was that was an experience to say the least. But for, for the SWAC would probably be Dumas from PB probably. Hey man, both dogs, and what a freshman experience, man! Yeah. Having to go up against Ed Oliver, top ten, locking the top ten pick, fresh out of <laughs> high school, like the third game of the season, whatever it was, yeah, it was pretty fun though. Hey, I, I love it, man. Not backing down from it at all. And I know there was one list, man, that was that that came out. I believe it was from the, the College Football Network that had you as the number three HBCU offensive tackle in the country. And a lot of people are looking at you as one of the top NFL draft picks for the upcoming NFL draft. And I know I posted the stats on my Twitter account. You were one of the top offensive linemen graded by Pro Football Focus this past season. For you, if an NFL franchise asks what they're going to get, 
and Drake centers, what do you tell them? Uh, they're just going to get versatility. I can move up and down the line. Of course, we can go back to that conversation. If they need me to play center, I'll get in, I'll get in the, the lab every day snapping. But they're just going to get somebody who's going to work their butt off. I'm just do everything I'm supposed to do and then let my abilities take me from there. My abilities and my work take me from there. Amen. I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm definitely expecting your name to pop up for the Legacy Bowl and some of these other all-star games at the end of this season. Of course, the All-American Award again at the end of the year, like you said, at the FCS level and the SWAC level. But the final question here, man, um, well, wrong one, but what is your message to those fans and media who are sleeping on Texas Southern this year, man? I'm going to just let them do them. We know what we've been doing this spring, and then we're just getting into summer. We know what we've been doing and what we're capable of and what's to come. So I'm not going to try to persuade them to do anything. So they can do it of their own free will. They can just come check out TSU Tigers, see what we're about this season. I like it, man. The message has been consistent. We've had a few guys from the team already come on the show, and they their message was simple, man. If you're not on the bandwagon now, don't jump on it after week three or four. Yeah, I'm not going to try to force you to be on the bandwagon either. Do what exactly. You want. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. But, man, this is all about promoting the players. I appreciate you taking the time to hop on the show. Man, let them know where they can find find you on social media, contact you for NIL deals, any messages or shout-outs you want to give. This time is yours. All my socials are the same. It's Drake C with two R's. And then really the only shout-out I want to give, shout-out to my room, my guys, Marquis, Aiden, T-Rob, Jack, Medi, Reggie, Cam. Uh, just the guys, man. I I love it, man. I, I love the com- camaraderie I see in the offensive line room, man. I know Texas Southern is going to do huge things this upcoming season. So, guys, you're not going to want to miss it. Make make sure to hit the like button. Make sure to comment any other questions you got for my guy, Drake. Definitely have to get him back on the show after the season as he prepares to head to the NFL, looking to be another player from the SWAC to hear his name called on draft day after the season. But, guys, Follow Drake on all social media. Make sure to keep up with his whole journey throughout his career. And also, of course, hit the follow button. The bigger his platform gets, the bigger and better opportunities are going to come his way. But for Drake, myself, and the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now.